It's no surprise that updating the electricity grid today will make for a better tomorrow. Increased self-sufficiency is just one of the benefits. The Great Grid upgrade will also boost the economy and create new green jobs. And best of all, you can continue doing the things you love, like watching the latest epic nature documentary or listening to this podcast while caring for the planet too. Find out more at nationalgrid.com. Three great words, free, fries, Friday, especially when they're used in that exact order. Get a free medium fries with $1 minimum purchase. Valid one time on Fridays at participating McDonald's through 12-31-24. Excludes tax, must update rewards. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Welcome to the BBC Country Farm Magazine podcast. My name is Fergus Collins and I'm the editor of the magazine. In this podcast, I'm talking to England rugby legend Matt Dawson. I met Matt at BBC Country Farm Live at Blenheim Palace earlier in the summer and we talked about his love of the countryside. We talked a bit of rugby, but we also talked about something awful that happened to him when he was in the countryside that has affected him and may affect him for the rest of his life. So I'm here by River in Country Farm Live with the great Matt Dawson, 2003 World Cup winning scrum half. Matt, have you ever lived that down? You'll never live that down. I do I want to live it down? Why would so. you ever want to? <laughs> no. Yeah, and no, I still have a sort of embedded in my mind that little dart you did before the drop goal, which I don't think ever quite gets enough just, just respect. For Fourteen that. years ago, <laughs> I know. Has it flown ago. by? Uh, so look, we're here to talk about countryside and a couple of things that have happened to you at uh, interesting events yeah. in countryside. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, you know, we've got a series of questions here, but. Um, you know, we we like to sort of ask, what is your connection with the countryside? Do you have a? Are you a country boy? Um, am I a country boy? I, I think I, I don't know whether I could claim to be a country boy. I was you know, born in Liverpool, then most of my life was down in uh, in Buckinghamshire in Marlow, um, which is sort of rural. Yeah, yeah. and Northampton lived yeah. out, and um, plenty of the villages around Northampton and. Were you, were you allowed out as a child to roam in Yeah, yeah, loved it. Yeah. And that's why I hesitate, really, because I absolutely loved it. And mm. even uh, even when I lived in Marlow, it was about you know, getting out into the woods and yeah. messing around on climbing up trees and creating rope swings and all that sort of stuff. Getting so, up. yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I lo- absolutely loved it. Um, but, you know, sport was – there was all, I was also always mm. playing sport, and it just so happens that sport – took over my life took over your Saturdays and your Sundays and then uh... yeah yeah my, my wife's from, from Germany she she is a country girl there's no mm-hmm. question about that horses are uh, her love um, so increasingly more time in the country and to be honest actually I think most people who live in town would 
probably agree. It, maybe there's a, a lot more appreciation when you do spend that time and realise how incredibly beautiful and fortunate we are to have such great countryside when you're not in it all the time yeah, yeah, and yeah, going yeah, to visit it. Is there anywhere specifically you'd like to kind of, that you'd like to share? Because a lot of people have these sort of secret havens that they escape to. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm a bit of a sucker for the um, for that sort of coastal feel around mm. the countryside, that Dartmoor and yeah, yeah, yeah. where where so you, you go yeah, down southwest. Yeah, 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 the, yeah, those beautiful rolling hills and and parks, um, but then some of those coastal walks and down onto the beaches and yeah. fishing and you know, my my early early memories of of countryside are actually being up in uh, Chester way with my my grandfather and my uncle my uncle used to take me fishing to these big lakes or yeah. you know to, and you know not too dissimilar to where we are now you're wandering around in the in the woods and you find yourself by a beautiful lake and you yeah. fish for a bit of trout Drown yeah. a worm or two or a fly yeah, yeah exactly yeah. yeah and um do you still fish are you kind of still no and um there's not not too much fishing going on in Chiswick uh, no, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Last time, last time I, I did some salmon fishing actually with some friends uh, in Wales. That was good fun. Where was that then? Which river was that? Do you remember? That me? was up by Abergavenny. Oh right, okay, that's where I live on the Usk. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's where I live. So we were at the food festival there. But my boys, my boys are considering they live in Chiswick and how they how they've been brought up and say they're five and three. They are the country bonkers. When yeah. we go to Chiswick park yeah which is you know it's a london park it's a it's a, a big park with a nice big house and a, a a man-made river running through it uh and some nice wooded areas and you know, i mean they think it's the jungle lovely yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, whether it's looking for worms and millipedes and slugs and common toads and you name it they want to find it uh and they want to brilliant that's get really a bucket good and yeah. take it home and look after them well we caught a we were at the stables where my wife's horse is and they're not interested in particularly in horses but they wanted to find worms under bits of mats and all that so yeah. when I lifted a mat and there was just this toad sat there under the mat they were yeah. I mean as if they found a pot of gold it yeah. was just incredible, incredible. incredible took her home looking after them for a few days then set him free you know yeah. all that sort of stuff mm. yeah, we've, we've got them a, they've got a pet snake really? <laughs> yeah, they've got a pet corn snake Right. Um, what do you feed that then? Is it little uh, crickets or um, um, uh, dead dead mice or yeah, yeah. frozen mouse? Yeah. <laughs> so you can the freezer amongst yeah. amongst all the ice lollies. You've got uh, you've got a supply a, of mice. A box of frozen mice as well. <laughs> well everybody has a Matt Dawson's secret supply of frozen mice. <laughs> no. Who knew? Um, we're here also to talk about your kind of worst countryside experience, which is um, yeah. a very interesting story, which is very pertinent for a lot of walkers. And, this is ticks and so what Lyme happened disease. You? I got, I got. Uh, it was two two years ago. I was bitten by a tick on my back. Where where uh, were you? Are I you... was at, I was at, I was just in uh, Chiswick Chiswick Park. Oh, Chiswick Park. So Chiswick London House, Park. Yeah. Right. Okay. London Park. I was doing some training, uh, and I I didn't realise. I knew I had a few mos- mosquito bites on my legs. And, mm. But yeah, you forget about these things. But I, I didn't realise because it was on my back. I didn't realise I'd been I'd been bitten by a tick um, for a while, and even to the point where the tick had then gone. Okay, so it had fallen out. So you never actually saw the, no. the perpetrator of no. this crime. <laughs> no. Yeah. But then it, it it's it started 
become quite angry and then I had this target um, so is that something to look for? You get yeah. like you get like a circle. What is it? Well, is it? if you imagine a, a target of mm. red, white, red, white in that cir- circle, it, I mean, that's it, a giveaway for Lyme's disease. Then, it, is it? It's yeah. so obvious. If you, yeah. it really is quite obvious, it looks like a target. And okay. um, how long t- was it? I mean, obviously. So if you didn't recognise it straight away, was it? Well, I, re- I reckon it was probably about five centimeters in diameter. Mm. Uh, in about. A month. Okay, so that's quite a long time to leave yeah, something. Yeah, well, a lot of the time, you see, with these bite, with Lyme, nothing will manifest itself. So you, you you wouldn't necessarily know, even that you've been right. bitten by a tick. And but you get the symptoms, do you? Lyme disease. Well, funnily enough, I didn't realise, but I, uh, and then having spoken to the doctors and specialists afterwards, they asked those questions, and I did have two days where I was absolutely on the deck crashed out feverish exhausted flu type oh, is that what it, yeah. super flu i mean yeah. really really bad so i had to get the doctor to come and see me and they just thought that i had you know i didn't associate it with anything mm. or this bite i had on my back or um but i remember being having a hellish two or three days but again then that's a symptom and symptom what do they it. how do they treat you uh reluctantly i there was like okay then, and by this stage the the target is now mm six eight inches in diameter on my back and um so i went to the i went to the gp gp wasn't sure i was like i, I, I don't care let's have a blood test so I, I ended up having a blood test and it came back with lyme's disease i then which is not which is no problem because you can have antibiotics for it which and will clear it out yeah i no hear problem. that it's quite t- it takes a while to yeah, yeah but i mean there are strong enough antibiotics mm. to get rid of it but my problem was that it the bacteria had attacked my heart and had created some inflammation within my heart. I only realized that because I'd had a general checkup only a couple of weeks later, which I have every three or four years, mm-hmm. and they noticed it on some of the, uh, the pictures. Um, and then it involved cardiac specialists, and then I was having thousands and thousands of extra heartbeats a day. And you could feel it. I mean, could you sort of, were you, yeah, were you you're, feeling you're sort breathless. of breathless? Like- you, you feel a little bit racy. Can it cause a heart attack then? Or well, can it cause something yeah, to the cardiac? Get, yeah, that's just affecting the function of your heart. Mm. Um, and for someone who's super fit like you, presumably you've kept. Yeah. Oh, you and I, your trainer. And, and yeah. I was I was training, and I, was, I did the ride London. Uh, all of this until it was only about a week before the World Cup in 2015 that my specialist called me and said, "Any chance you can pop in? I need to talk to you." Spoke to me that night. I was in hospital for three or four days under observations and antibiotics to get rid of the Lyme. And, you know, I've been on beta blockers ever since. I've been in for two ablation procedures. Uh, and it's calmed down considerably, but I can't now do full-on exercise. Forever? Or for... uh, well, hopefully not forever, but mm. if it is forever, then so be it. I'm not going to mm. risk it, but I, I, can still, I still keep so myself So you can't active. put that pressure on your heart no. with some of the major sort of aerobic I just... Uh, I'm sure that you probably could. But when the England call up why, comes, why, again. <laughs> why would I risk it? Really, you know. And I can, I can still yeah. play golf. I can still walk around. I can still do yeah. little bits of exercise. But it just means I can't go guns out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, you know, I feel a lot better. I, the, I had a year or eighteen months where I was doing well to hide it, but I was absolutely knackered and yeah, not not myself. 
Um, so it was it was there was tricky times, all from a tick. You were now working for this big tick project. All of this is to do about awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, whether, and what can you do to whether prevent you it? Would, well, yeah, whether you know that yeah. when you're going for walks, really, if you're going to be wandering through long grass and all the rest of it, wear trousers yeah. or tuck your trousers in your socks or long sleeves. You know, there are, of course, there are always going to be times where we're all wearing shorts and T-shirts. And that's when it's mm-hmm. going to happen. Um, but then it's about being vigilant and checking your crevices. Yeah, well, it is. Yeah, like, exactly yeah, yeah. right. You know, yeah, back, your backs and knees, around the groin area, mm-hmm. armpits, backs of ears, in between your toes, or, you know, just if you're wearing flip-flops or that sort of stuff. You know, yeah. just all those little nooks and crannies where I mean, it's easy to check your legs or whatever but and, and, you know, and what are you looking no for exactly I mean I, I've seen ticks but what you know, if well, you could describe so small I mean they're sort of a couple of millimetres yeah. in size they, um, they grow when they drink your blood is yeah that they grow pretty quick over you know really it'll be two or three weeks they're going to be big yeah. and that's going to be easy to see you're probably going to see them in the first week or so but if it's on your back yes true you need help the quicker you the quicker you get you get these little bits of apparatus that you can get underneath and twist and turn same as you would for your dog Mm -hmm. Um, it's all the same procedures really and the same awareness um do you have a rural hero is there someone that sort of you think of uh... i don't know about a, a sort of a person of notoriety my uncle my uncle was was always the guy who Say he would get me into fishing, got me into dogs. So you know, he's yeah. moved to the the depths of Inverness somewhere, right, you know, okay. just just to to see out the rest of his days because he just loves he loves being in the countryside. He, nice. he loves shooting and fishing and everything everything about it. Do you um, do a bit of shooting? Are you uh, North Northampton. When I lived in Northampton, I used to do uh, yeah. a little bit. You played for Northampton, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. Less so, uh, less easy to do in Chiswick. Yeah, yeah, with those tempting targets, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean now now and again, uh, if I if I get invited to a shoot or mm. or maybe some fishing, I, I will do that. But do you have views on shooting? Are you sort of do you get, ever get so you know like there's sort of even based into this world I tend to get quite embroiled in some of the big yeah, controversial I, I, I mean, issues. I think I'm sort of quite ambivalent. I, I can see both sides of the. Mm-hmm. Of the is it mostly pheasant shooting you would do? Yeah, well, in Northampton we used to. It would it would be around helping the farmers out. <laughs> We're going to shoot some, some pigeons. Some pigeons. And yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crows. And, and okay, and one other question we always ask is, um, if you had a magic wand and could change something about the countryside, I mean it might be ticks, <laughs> but would there? What would you? Is there some big rural issue that really bugs you? Maybe the ability to camp a bit more freely okay a bit more wild so a bit more open access to, to camp wild camping yeah. yeah okay which doesn't really exist in england not really scotland definitely but not not in england yeah not really i remember yeah. when i but i remember being a lad and going up to cumbria and having a great time but yeah we just every time we pitched up somewhere something would come and move, move you on, on. yeah 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 you know, I, I used to love i used to love that feeling of that looks pretty cool over there let's, yeah swallows and amazons yeah, yeah it yeah. is a bit yeah yeah it is a little bit obviously proudest achievement i think we could probably outside of 2003 well my family yeah. definitely my family yeah yeah having, having the boys is uh, number one on the and list. it does beat lifting world cup definitely yeah yeah, yeah yeah must be a great feeling to get that trophy in your of hands. course it is yeah, yeah. it's and a long and, journey and you, yeah you need to when you're chatting to people today or you sell you you can see what it means with people and they remember it oh, they, uh, you know, every minute yeah it's screaming and to have a 
to have the ability to be in people's minds like that is unique, very mm. unique. So what about the current team? Just obviously there's always this chop and changing of scrum halves. Um, there's Danny, Care and... Uh, yeah, and, I, I, I like both of them. I think yeah. I think they've got the balance right at the moment. To, to, to keep chopping and changing. Well, to, or, yeah, I mean, they, they, they yeah, ben, Young, ben Young's yeah. drives and manages the game superbly well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way that the England side are so dominant up front in the loose, yeah. the game can be really pacey and wear the opposition down. And then to have your know, Kyle Sinclair's and Ben Teos and Danny Cares coming Ooh. on with enormous injection of pace yeah. and quality, general quality, it makes perfect sense to, to, to play the scrum halves like that for me. I think, I think. Is there a young scrum half that you've got your eye well, on? I mean, there's there's the slight concern. I say a concern. I, I don't think it was any different than say me and Kieran when we yeah. were in our pomp. There were it was Andy Gomes, yeah, Andy Gomes, yeah. Austin Healy. They were they were they were quality guys. They were, they, yeah, yeah. So you had some good players there knocking on the door, but yeah, they don't necessarily have that now. Yeah, um, Robson. Yeah, nice, really yeah, nice player. But you know, going into the World Cup. If you're down to one scrum yeah, half. If you're down to one scrum half into that World Cup, then you all of a sudden Eddie's thinking, right, get an injury and we're in trouble. Two more rugby questions and I'll let you go because that's a great opportunity for me to. Um, who of the four Lions nations came out best from the Lions tour, do you think? Who, Which which team will which have nation? Benefited? Yeah, which nation will have benefited most uh, from that experience? I, th- I think it will be, it'll be Ireland or England. Um you know, Wales, Wales had, you know, they had their fair share of players there, but I think those senior players... Jonathan Davises. Davises, uh, Alan Wynne-Jones, Sam Warburton's... And, and, and the full-back... Uh, Liam Williams. Yeah, William, I mean, yeah. Liam, it would have been great great for him, but mm. those more senior players... They've I done it and seen it, yeah? They've, they've got that. Mm. Whereas I, I just felt I felt with those England players, Kyle... Well, Sinclair, it's quite interesting Jamie, that they weren't Jamie first picked. George, yeah. Maro Atoji... Um, in particular, you know, all of a sudden those three go back to that England side, mm. you know, with their chest pumped out, thinking, you know, we are, we're up there. With, we're Lions, yeah, Carl Sinclair, that's uh, amazing. And, and genuine Lions, you yeah. know, not just, oh, I've nicked a test here, it's mm. like you, you were knocking on the door or playing. Yeah. Um, in the biggest match. I think it's going to be yeah. doing the world a good. And last, last question, any advice for Eddie, Eddie Jones? What would be your one piece of advice you would give Eddie Jones? I know he's sort of doesn't appear to need much advice, but from your perspective, having commentated on a lot, a lot of these games and having played the game for so long at the highest level, is there anything you think he could, apart from getting that extra scrum half in? Oh, I, I guess... Because I'm interviewing Eddie later. <laughs> it's very difficult, isn't it? I mean, they've won, whatever, they've won 20... 20 out of... 20 out of 21 or yeah. something. I mean, it's hard. Hell, they, they, you know, they know what they're doing right now. They are... Mm. Well, and, and, yeah, I haven't yeah. played the game for 10 years, so you know, it, it's very, you're very detached. You can commentate on it because the, 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 the end result is not that different from when mm. we used to play, but you know, coaching the players to, to produce that level of intensity week in, week out for, for your country is bloody difficult. We all wish Matt a full recovery from his Lyme disease and look forward to listening to him commentating on the rugby season ahead. Uh, great to hear his thoughts there. This is a podcast for BBC Countryfile magazine. You can find more of our podcasts at countryfile.com and lots of other wonderful information about the countryside. Thanks for listening. Goodbye now. Mm-hmm.